Hey guys, thanks for joining us. I'm Paul Wilson. Chris Emke. And you're listening or watching Diesel Performance Podcast. I like how you did the watching. Watching. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we are out in another ride-along here today. Uh, we told you guys a little bit about it last week. Really excited to be in this truck. Uh, Chris, I think you and I have both driven this truck a handful of times yeah. prior to this. So we have quite a bit of experience. Why don't you give them a rundown of what, what this vehicle is? Yeah, so it's a 2015 uh, Sierra 2500 GMC Denali. Uh, currently has like 70,000 miles on it maybe, 80,000 miles regardless. Uh, it has a XRG 10 millimeter CP4 pump, yep. a fast 165 gallon per hour lift pump, sump to go along with it. Uh, it has a DT750 trans with a Garand X triple disc torque converter in it. Um, it has one of our, uh, uh, us along with uh, WC Fab uh, developed an emissions on twin turbo system directly for the 15, 16 LMLs, yeah. which is a stock turbo in the valley and then it runs an S369 SXE over it. Which is small for our, our normal daily driver towing twin kit, well, but I this think, works really well. Yeah, I think when you know the S475, the S480 compound overstock back in the day came out, there really wasn't a smaller turbo that uh, a smaller package turbo that could flow the air. Right. Um, the SXE lineup came out a couple years ago from Borg Warner. They all come with factory FMW wheels, which is like a billet wheel, um, and the technology is greatly advanced. So we're able to put a 369, uh, which is uh, going to package better in the engine bay, especially for a truck that has the emissions. Right. Still has the factory battery in the factory location. We're not relocating any of that stuff um, and still be able to flow the air volume. With that, you're going to have a turbocharger that since it's a little smaller, uh, but still capable of providing the air volume in the mid and the higher RPM range, so we're not lacking power. We're going to get a turbocharger that's going to come into boost a little quicker than what the 400 would have been, so there's an easier or smoother transition from the small turbo into the bigger atmospheric turbo. There's also a wider range of efficient air, yep. uh, which is just the, the nature of a compound turbo yep. kit. What's really cool about this one is, like you said, Chris, we know these emissions-equipped trucks right now with today's technology are probably not going to go to 750, 800 horsepower, which is what we see out of an S475 stocker kit. These trucks are gonna go to 600, 650, but they're gonna tow, they're gonna work, they're gonna, they're gonna really get pushed hard. It's not about peak power for this truck. No, no. Uh, Jamie's happy to be in the 600 horsepower club, the owner of the truck, Jamie, um, happy to be there, calls himself the president of the club. That's great, he, he's not, He's not looking to go drag racing. He tows a giant yeah, RV fifth foot, wheel, you know, you know 15, on the back of this. 16,000 pounds. I mean, the reality of it is this guy's performance is awesome. I think that's why a good handful of us got into the diesel pickup game in the first place. Sure. Um, but the reality of it is, is, you know, diesel pickups are here for, you know, towing and different workloads and recreational purposes, things like that. And uh, this is kind of one of those debuts of, you know, we know this kit makes over 700 horse. We've done that in the past. Yeah. Um, and this kit, this truck, is going to live a very long, healthy, healthy, healthy life at that six six fifty number where uh, you know the truck is currently at. There's still more left in this truck too. Yeah, yeah. We I could think there's a lot more peak, we could peak push, power to go. We could push this truck a little further, but you know, from from the guidelines of you know uh, versatility um, in in the workload with the truck, I think we're in a really really good uh, happy medium, if you will. So I'm going to get on it a little bit here. Trans downshifted. Oh God. And, uh, and like that's the thing it's just like so we always smooth. say with a twin kit is so they just smooth. 
they're so smooth the transition of power it's not that big single hit yep. which yeah hey i get it it's a lot of fun it's a great it thing to do when you're when you're 18 to throw a big single on your on your truck and just let all that power ramp up and hit you at once yeah. this it just feels like there's always more pedal Yep. It doesn't matter how hard you lean on it, what RPM you're at, what speed you're at, no matter what you do in this truck, and, and this is what we find in most of our, our appropriately sized street style twin turbo yep. trucks, is you can always lean on it and it feels like you can always go farther. And that's just a lot of fun, man. It just makes the truck a blast to drive from day to day. Well, I think one of the big misperceptions, and I've brought this up in the past with uh, with, with guys that you know, call in or you know email in or whatever, um, I want to build this, but I don't want a race truck. Okay, well, I recommend this part. Well, my buddy has that on his, and he has a race truck, you know. In the diesel world, you know, there's a lot of different components that are versatile for different applications. Yeah. So, you know, adding a lift pump on a truck that's going to be more performance-oriented is awesome because of the features and benefits. But it's also going to be very utilizable for a stock truck or for someone that's not going to be as a, an aggressive horsepower number and is still looking for better efficiency reliability. Twin turbos, yeah, oh my god, you have twin turbos, you have a fast truck. Well, yes, twin turbo trucks are generally going to be able to create more power because of the air volume there. But when you piece the fuel system and the air system together to work in a, in a certain manner, right. you're, you're setting that truck up to work a certain way. Well, purpose built. Yeah, I think that's what built. we're talking yep, about, yep. right? It is This truck was designed for, for not just a singular purpose, but with a set of priorities that made sense for the owner of the truck. Yep. You know, like we said, JV tows very heavy when he does tow. And then other than that, he daily drives it. He's drives just back and forth, you know, it probably doesn't break 60, 65 miles an hour most weeks yep. like just he goes weeks without having to drive you know it's super high speeds or or to tow something very heavy oh. so it's about having it when you when you need it and then also having something that is going to feel like it's a lot of fun because i know we got some young guys in the shop who try to get get on this truck yep. on the side by side and uh it's a hard one to it's beat man one to beat. I mean, it's, it's just to be real we don't want to tell please nobody tell jamie we said this yeah. i mean i'll um, see it but i don't know see, <laughs> see if he can figure out his phone but um, <laughs> but yeah, but it is. It, it's one of those that this is that kind of setup. Uh, and let's go through these parts and just kind of talk about why each one of these was added. Yeah. So I believe the lift pump was the first thing done. The lift pump and tuning were like the first thing. So tuning's always going to give you the most bang for your buck. There's just no way around it. Truck. Yep, yeah. Absolutely. Right. And the lift pump holds a lot of significant value as far as fuel filtration, water separation, you know, offering a more consistent, you know, fuel flow to the CP4 pump or CP3 for well, that matter. Especially on an LMO. Yeah, I mean, especially, we know about CP4 failures. There, yeah. There's no mystery. We're not hiding anything there. I mean, I'd even go a step further than that and saying, especially for a Duramax. Yeah. All one to 16 Duramaxes do not have lift pumps in the tank or supply pumps in the tank like right. various other manufacturers offer. So I think that that's one of the big, big values that, uh, you know, these, uh, these, these, these trucks would benefit from. So, Absolutely. Um, usually, you know, when we're talking about upgrades, lift pump and tuning on one of these trucks with a sump, that's that's numero uno. Yeah. First round. Absolutely. Um, and then the, yeah. the built trans was done preemptively. Uh, yeah, usually was... in an LML, you can stretch out this trans to an easy 550 horsepower. We see a lot of guys running at 600 horsepower, maybe even squeezing that 640, 650 number out of it. Uh, it it's a question of how long will it last? You know, Jamie is big, and, and when you guys next week watch, or last week, I forget where we fell in rotation here, but uh, when you guys are, are looking through like the recreational towing video we did with Jamie. That'll be after this. Yeah, okay, that'll be after this. That'll be next week. You guys can actually hear where he talks about like the last thing you want is to have the whole family packed into the vehicle on your way to a vacation 
with your 40 foot fifth you know the fifth wheel hitch on the back and then have a breakdown well, I think and like that's, that, also, that's just it's a nightmare of a scenario that falls back to the episode that we did last week where we were talking about you know preventative maintenance for going into winter yeah you know it takes one time to be stranded on the side of the road and something as stupid <laughs> as i should have done this or something that you knew about and you wanted to cheap out <laughs> Try being married, guys. Try having kids and having to answer to them. Like that's a tough one, right? And and so that that's one of those things. This trans, yeah, it it could stretch a lot further. He did it preemptively, and I think it made a lot of sense for him because he knew he was also going to throw a twin kit on it. He knew he was going to yeah. run down the track once or twice a year. He knew he was going to work next to a bunch of twenty-something-year-olds who want to try to race him in their LLYs. <laughs> uh, like you, you know, he knew that this truck was going to get going to get some legs stretched on it, right? And so if that's the case, yeah, go ahead, throw the trans in it. And I think around that time is also when he did the traction bars. Uh, yeah. Um you know, traction bars keep, you know, keep the, the rear end planted. Uh, it's more or less a stability thing. That's an insurance policy in my opinion. Yeah. And then, you know, the last round of parts, of course, that's where all the magic really comes to life. Well, then we get under, then I would say we get into a, a different cost tier and a different performance tier, right? Because different you're running goals. all that on, on a stock CP4 and a stock turbo, which that truck that we just described is a, a solid 500, 520, 550 horsepower truck, depending yep. on where we lean on it or what dyno we're on. Uh, and it's gonna be a blast. Most guys are gonna be like, this is all I ever wanted out of a vehicle. Downfalls at that power level though, turbochargers out of lung. You like the added power in a max effort scenario, but it's not smart to tow at that power level because of the turbochargers inefficiency to provide air volume. So there are things there that you know, now you have to be a little bit more weary on as far as, you know, how the truck op truck operates. Right. Again, the last round of parts, it's a different price tier. You know, we're it going is. from a $1,000 tuner, a $1,000 fuel lift pump to, you know, a $1,000 set of traction bars. You're good. Then right. you throw a $5,000 trans in it like he did, prepping himself for the $5,000 turbo kit and a couple thousand dollar injection pump. Right. But those two modifications under the hood being the CP4 10 millimeter from Extra G Performance and the twin turbo emissions on kit from WC Fab Duramax Tuner took that truck from a warm running 500, 550 horsepower truck that when towing you're probably around four, 450 to a truck that can make 650 wheel horsepower, tow at 500 wheel horsepower, run extremely efficient, broaden the torque curve, allow the engine to come into boost at a very early RPM and maintain that boost curve to just allow the truck to do what it was designed to do from the factory in, in my opinion, a much more efficient manner. Absolutely correct. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And so like we say, you know, we know this is a little bit different tier of performance and a different tier of cost, but if that's what you're after, if you went out and you bought the Denali because you, you'd like to have the really nice, yeah, the best comfort. version, yeah. you, you know, of that vehicle, and then you tow and you, you, you are in those extreme circumstances and you're like, man, what I want out of my truck is something a little bit more. Yeah. Those options are out there. You know, we can do that too. Um, the other fun thing is like, right now we're just on the back roads cruising at a, a very reasonable speed. Yeah. And um, the truck drives great, man. It is yeah, it is silent. You, you hear the lift pump probably more than anything. Yeah, yeah I can hear the turbos when you lay on it. You can hear it. the secondary charger um, come to life once you really, you know. But, but not much. It's not like overbearing. There's no drone. I could, I, if it yeah. wasn't 30 degrees out, we'd ride with the windows down. There'd be no drone. You wouldn't be able right. to hear this thing. Does it smell up like, like just you can park it in your garage and let it run for a few minutes and it doesn't reek like diesel fumes. There are advantages to having your truck set up with the emissions. I think the biggest on. thing that really isn't discussed because 
emissions on twin turbo trucks really aren't like a, a staple in the industry right now. Sure. And I think the big thing that a lot of listeners and a lot of uh, customers ask or potential customers ask is, well, you're making this type of power, but what's regen cycles? You know, that's a great so, point. So, you know, one of the things, you know, I myself, I'm very blessed. I have the luxury of having a twin turbo Cummins, very similar setup, very similar power level. Um, me and Jamie have similar miles. We tow similar weights, right? So we use the truck very similarly. This, I think it drives a little nicer as far as the Allison transmission is concerned, considering yeah. or compared to my RevMax 68. So that yeah. is what that is. But, uh, you know, two different trucks, but at the same time, regen cycles. So a factory truck, I would say on average regens what every three three hundred fifty miles. Yeah, I'd say take? probably a little bit more than that. It should be more than that, but yeah. Then we go and we tune the truck. You know, we work with lambda limitations, air fuel limitations. We work with how the truck comes into its boost curve to maintain or to uh, manipulate the the fuel that the engine is given, right. if you will. Right. Um, and I would say with a tuned emissions on truck, if the truck is healthy, we could see 400, 450 miles in between cycles. Yeah. Right. Now we go into the twins, bigger injection pump, ask a little bit more fuel volume. Making more power. More power. And the trucks, I mean, my, my, my 2015 Cummins regens, I would say on average every 800, 900 miles. Yeah. Um, Jamie's on average is between seven and 800. Yeah. You know, so we always talk, you know, when we go on these trips or, you know, we, we're towing, whatever. Oh, when did your truck regen last? He's like, well, when did yours regen last? You know, so, you know, we, we, we compare penis sizes from time well, to time. Well, of course. And, and and one thing we will say is we know that trucks will get a longer distance between regen if you're towing. Yep. So if you're a guy who drives empty and you're like 800 miles between regen and the yep. only way I ever drive my truck is, you know, four miles down the road a day, yep. well, you're never going to see that, right? Short trip in the truck really hurts you on, on regen frequency. Uh, being under highway speed, like anytime you're driving around in town 30, 45 miles an hour hurts your regen frequency. Uh, so if you can get out on the highway and get a load behind this thing, it's gonna build heat in the exhaust. You're gonna get a passive regen for a lot of that. That's why you're getting so long between yep. active regens is the truck is just organically or naturally building the heat it, the needs, heat it needs to standard, just kind of burn off some of that soot as you go. Uh, and so that's gonna be a huge help. Now, driving unloaded, I'd imagine you guys probably aren't seeing, seeing eight or 900 miles or seven or 800 miles between regens. Um, I guess is you'd be closer to that four to 500, which is one thing I, I notice is that stock trucks in my experience, uh, generally let's say three to 500, 300 maybe on the higher mileage like LML or, or early generation Cummins, things like that. Uh, but but you know, your standard 15 Denali with, with a reasonable amount of miles like this. I turned left before the light here. We gotta go meet Justin. Um, but yeah, it's a vehicle like this, I would say, I would expect about four to 500 miles between regions, uh, which is right in line, man. I mean, to be honest with you, same thing as def usage. That's the other one. I always get guys asking, well, doesn't it use twice the amount of def because you're making, you know, almost twice the horsepower, right? Well, no. I mean, that it just is doesn't. consumed by NOx production. So that's more or less workload that the truck is under. So it's know. understanding how to balance the EGR. When we use the EGR, we reduce the NOx emissions. That's why we have EGRs, yeah. right? That's the whole that's the whole science behind it. Uh, using the inert gas from the exhaust, using uh, air that has already had all the oxygen burnt out of it, makes it inert gas. We then use that inert gas, put it back into the intake. Now we hear a lot of guys say, well, you're pumping dirty exhaust back into your intake. My first question is, why is your exhaust dirty? Like if, if you've tuned it properly with the air fuel and yeah. lambda limitations up front, you shouldn't have a lot of smoke coming out of your exhaust. Is there gonna be some residual, of course, yeah, there's gonna be a little bit, but you shouldn't have a bunch of dirt 
and soot being poured out of your exhaust pipes. So using that inert gas under those circumstances makes a lot of sense. It actually, it helps the truck reduce NOx. Um, so we're not changing, we're not changing the things that would increase your NOx emissions. Therefore, we shouldn't be changing your, your DEF usage. Like tuned stock, 600 horsepower, 400 horsepower, 500. If it's tuned properly, they should, they should all use the same amount of DEF. I'm gonna take a second here. We're gonna pull off to the side, figure we'd switch seats yeah. you get behind the wheel. Absolutely, so. can't wait to drive it. This thing a little bit here. So for our listeners and viewers, uh, Paul's used to driving like 150 horsepower BMW. <laughs> Rarely does he get to drive anything with some decent power, so I'm nervous. Oh, come on. No, no, like I'm really nervous. We've the last done, time, how the many last, ride-alongs yeah. have we done? But you almost killed me in the Apache, you almost Not killed me in true. the Burb. Not true. The Hummer, I felt comfortable because there was enough, you know, things around me to That's save That's funny because the Hummer, we almost really died. Yeah, you. Um, <laughs> that was a you thing. Well, I, they weren't going to hit my side. Um, no, come on, the Apache, you're so dramatic. I got into a burnout one time in an Apache ride-along. The truck started wheel hopping. I backed out of the throttle, and, and Chris went, tells the story yeah, as uh, uh, I almost killed us. The truck jackknife, things went really south. No, it wasn't that bad, yeah. but... Uh, we have video. I don't want to be in the oh shit situation with you, and I, I don't trust that you can <laughs> Yeah, don't hit it. the camera, because I know the camera's right by the oh shit handle there, yeah, so don't, yeah, don't hit yeah. the camera. No, listen, this, this truck is just a blast to drive. Uh, regular cabs, always been my thing. They just, they feel so light uh, that, you know, well, let, let, you almost give, don't know you're a truck. Let's give the listeners the reference to the regular cab, right? Yeah. So your, your claim to fame, your favorite truck in the entire world, the truck that you had to have before you started a family yeah. was a regular cab LML. 100%. And you settled for a SUV Everything diesel but, yeah. <laughs> because you decided to get married and have children. Right, right. check. Okay, guys, note to self. So, so then, then, yeah, so send me your regular cabs and I will test drive them for you but for a month at a time. But he can't because he has a family and right, children, check. so he can only drive it every so often. You suck. I'm just, dude, um, I'm just calling it how I see it, man. Yeah, no, you're correct. You're absolutely correct. So so I'm in a family car. I have to drive a family car. That's just the way it is. But this is to be like the ultimate family vehicle. This really does make you think like, wow, I could fit the whole family in here. Yep. And I can do this. <laughs> Which is, I'm glad there's not an actual camera on our speedometer right now, is yeah. what I can say. I mean, uh, he usually drives around 35, 40. We're doing 65, I, 70. I do. I drive like such an old man. Yeah. Um, and that's one of my favorite things, Chris, about doing these ride-alongs, is that we get a chance to get out and have a little bit of fun. I mean, we're on the side streets, guys. We're not doing anything crazy. We're not out ditch banging or something nuts like that. As he's on his cell phone. Uh, my 100% am letting Justin know that we are driving by him here in two seconds. Where is he? Uh, he's up here around the corner. So, Justin, we're going to take a quick break here. Minute 21, 22. Can you read off the time on your clock uh, there? 22.05. Dude, Justin's like super creative with shit. You ever heard the song Breaking the Law, Breaking the Law? Yeah. When you're grabbing your phone and grabbing it, I hope he <laughs> inserts that there. That would be so funny. All right. All right, and we're going. So yeah, I, I absolutely do have a family car these days, Chris, and yeah. it means that I don't get to get out and have a lot of fun nope. in in the full-size truck that, that has the power. Uh, I do drive a compound turbocharged uh you know diesel vehicle but it it's nothing like this there's no s369 under the hood no uh spooling up and taking I'm off i'm pretty sure the secondary turbocharger in your suv is smaller it's, than the factory one is. on this yeah it 100 percent is so so that's 
that's one of the things that, and we've driven a lot of these LMLs that have a Stealth 64, a Stealth 67 yeah. in them uh, as a single. Nice. And they do, they, they drive, drive great. Nice. I love them. Mike Gutshell's truck, yep. you've driven Mike's truck. Yep. It's a blast. It but. feels great. It spools up, it takes off. Now there's the butt. Yeah, this is just better. <laughs> I, I mean, there's no other way to put it is that this truck to go out and drive this truck in every way under every circumstance is better. Yeah. It's and honestly, I think if you put somebody in here who didn't know a lot about diesel performance, they would never know this is a twin turbo truck. Well, I mean, I think one of the things that's really cool, I remember, I'm not going to mention names or anything, but we uh, <clears throat> we go to an event last year and I had used my uh, my 2015 for the, the display for the booth. Right. right. Had the hood pop. And some people walked by and they go, I don't know why these people would even consider leaving this truck here on display. It's stock. <laughs> and his buddy looks at him and goes, well, you see that right there? And they're staring at the turbochargers. And he goes, that's not the stock turbocharger. There's another one under there. And then every all, you know, all hell broke loose. You know, they were like asking questions and they were excited. So it's one of those things where, you know, the, the day of judging a vehicle by the way it sounds, um, whether it's exhaust note or by uh, in the cab, yeah. that, that doesn't mean much because you just get in this thing, it feels completely factory. I think that also speaks to the quality of work yeah, uh, from our sponsor yeah. over at, at Jason Worley at WC Fab about like, when we say it, it's factory-like fitment, we mean guys will walk by and yeah. think this is from the factory uh, yeah. because it really is just, just go straight in the that van, clean right? and, and, and that legit. Uh, of a look to it, yeah. and man, just like we said before, like there is nothing like quarter, like, like three, like half throttle under half thirty throttle, miles an hour. You lay like on you it, you just get 50, into it, and it, it just picks right up. It like it's always very responds smooth. the same. Very, very yeah. consistent, smooth power. Man, I just remember back in the old days when I had my my VP forty four truck, and I mean <laughs> that truck wasn't even making as much power as this. And it was that big single, tons of smoke, very erratic. Yep. The engine would pop, clink, clutter, and then the turbo would come to life. I mean, it threw you in the seat. Well, it also like, I, I, I know I've driven many trucks set up near there, and it always feels like like your throttle is is on a, a pindle where like at any moment you could just tip too far and then all of a sudden you yep. get all the power and if you're trying to drive just like normal through town yeah. or like speed up just a little bit it's like slug 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 yeah, wham hit. just whacked in i mean the this ass. is very I mean, you can drive this truck by the throttle yeah you can judge exactly what this truck is going to do you can identify the power and when it's going to come in like it's just it's a very consistent feel absolutely but that goes back to drivability right Right, um, you know, and, and we're gonna have uh, another Diesel Insights video coming out soon over at Duramax Tuner, guys. Make sure to check it out. It's on what is drivability because yep. I think that's something that that's a very confused, very ugh, loosely so used. Yeah, it's a yeah. loose term, and the drivability term is as only as good as the the company or tuner that's talking about it. So. Yes, you can throw a big S400 on a truck as a single with big 150 overs and dual injection pumps, stroker and non-stroker pumps, and you can make that truck drivable. Right, right. right. Um, with a setup like that though, guys, you have to relearn how to drive that truck, which comes into play with the setup to make it drivable. You're not just gonna throw the keys to your buddy, say, hey, drive it, and they're gonna know how to drive that truck through and through. How many times has somebody asked you to help troubleshoot their truck, you get in the cab, and you go to drive it, and you're like, okay, well, I noticed this. They're like, yeah, 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 but if you just you drive work around the throttle that, yep. a little bit this way and that way, you won't have that problem. And drivability, I'm like, right. <laughs> drivability as far as from me is, 
I can get into a truck at a higher horsepower output and drive the truck as a novice operator as I would a factory truck. No dead spots. No, I have to apply the throttle at a certain RPM window to get the truck to do what I want it to or to get the turbo to build boost. Or I can't apply the throttle this aggressively because if I do, it's going to blow a bunch of smoke. Or right. if I want the turbo <laughs> in motion, I can't overfuel the truck because I don't want it to flood out. Like There are all these different things. Or the transmission hangs in between shifts because the tuner had to manipulate the trans to shift that way to keep the turbo happy. Yeah. There are so many different areas of how the truck operates that fall back into, again, what we claim or consider drivability. Right, and and I think Nick found a really concise way to put it, and he's like, drivability really just boils down to the truck responding the way you expect it yep. to on a in a consistent manner, manner. Yep. Um, which makes sense, and that's why we say it, it, it doesn't matter what range we're at, what speed we're at, it doesn't yep. matter what we're doing with this setup, it, it's always there. It's always exactly what you would expect. And yeah, it's not going to be your fastest truck at the at the quarter mile. It's probably not going to kill it at every sled pull it goes no. to. Um, but that's but, also not what it was set up for. Uh, right. And that, that's my thing. It is going to be a truck that every single time you drive it, you're like, I'm happy. Yeah. Like, I, I really do believe that like this is one of those trucks I you spent drive the extra like, money i spent the extra money i bought a denali or an ltz or a yeah. high country or any lml for that matter you know i mean you could easily go and spend ten fifteen thousand dollars on an older lbz lb7 loi truck sure or even an lmm but you bought the newer duramax you like the you know the creature comforts and offerings that that platform offers and then you can build a setup something like this that allows the truck to perform the way it looks oh. simple as that god yes so it really is. Just every time I hit this throttle, man, it brings a smile on my face. It's fun. You know, we haven't done one of these ride-alongs in a while. We've yeah. talked about it for a while. I know. But we I did my, well, I did the last one with Nick well, in that yep. 2020 in the middle of an, an actual was, blizzard. I think I was dying with pneumonia or something. Yes. Then. Yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 You were being a little girl calling yeah. in sick. Um, yeah. But no, listen, guys, This this today has been a blast. We love coming out in these trucks. We love doing these trucks. If you're in our area or you want to come drop your truck off, we'd be happy yeah. to, to feature one of your trucks on the show. If you don't, if you request for Paul not to drive, completely respectable. We can make that happen as well. So no worries there. Sure. Sure. Uh, for today, this has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Hemke, guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks.